It was six months into the First World War. That's nearly a century ago when Rebecca Solnit describes all of Europe was convulsed by killing and dying. It was January 18th, 1915, when writer Virginia Woolf wrote in her journal, the future is dark, which is on the whole, the best the future can be, I think. Dark, Solnit says, as in inscrutable, not terrible. We often mistake one for the other. Of all the lies told in recent days and years, the one most intolerable to me is the lie that the future is anything but dark. I mean, dark as in inscrutable, not terrible. I mean, the lie that says we already know exactly how all of this will turn out. We already know what will come next. Because in this moment, in truth, so much is unsettled. So much is up in the air. No feeling is final, regardless of how permanent it seems on your news feed. Nothing is settled. Nothing is settled, especially in us. That head spinning feeling that kept you mostly unproductive this week, despite any of your efforts, the words you struggle to find when people ask you how you're doing, the racing thoughts, these are the signs that you are unsettled. We are unsettled. You are not alone. We are unsettled and the future and the present are dark. And that is the best thing they could be. Because this darkness means that we are living in a time of grand possibility and potential, an era of a tipping point where even the smallest move might be the thing that turns things in one direction or another. It is a time where we will all be tempted to forsake the bamboo because it looks dying or dead. But if we can just remember that slow drip of water that wears away the stone and persist, whole forests may be possible. And by persist, I mean persist in the tiniest of ways. James Clear talks about how we often confuse massive success with massive action, that Rosa Parks moment, or that we overestimate those in big, important, one defining moments like that Rosa Parks moment or that the bridge moment in Selma, and we underestimate the value in small acts and the everyday. In his book, Atomic Habits, Clear says that big revolutions in any one person's life, as with big revolutions in the world, are always the result of tiny, barely noticeable changes that have been committed to over time, that in turn have ripple effects across the whole of your life and then out into the world. 
rather than any of those usual resolution type goals that many of us try and then forget each January. CLEAR invites us instead to focus on these sorts of tiny habits and the systems that would support them in our everyday. Because as he says, what we repeat is who we are and who we are becoming. It reminds me of writer Annie Dillard who, who says, how we spend our days is of course how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. When we remember that what we repeat is who we are, we start to connect our habits to the sort of person that we are and thus the person that we want to be, which is one of the best ways to ensure that any habits we seek to stick stay with us. You may have, you may have heard of this study that Clear references in his book. He talks about how the best predictor of whether or not someone will end up voting is not to ask them if they will vote, but to ask them if they are a voter. Because when you focus on identity rather than behavior, are you a voter versus will you vote, you connect in with the longing for the sort of person that you want to believe that you are. Which means that we can use that longing for the sort of country that we are versus the sort of country that we long to be to guide us as we seek out those small shifts that align with being and becoming that sort of country. Now, given the pain of this week and all that we face, the whole idea of these tiny shifts that we're talking about today in our own lives might feel ridiculously inadequate. But the whole idea is to trust that when we commit to these tiny shifts, these small shifts, it inevitably shifts something in us and in our relationships in ways we cannot yet predict. Especially in these unsettled and unsettling times, there will be ripple effects for each of our choices that might just mark that tipping point. We live in dark times, and for this I am grateful, because the story is not over yet and nothing is settled. For every tiny act that brought us to the events at the Capitol, there were just as many tiny acts that also brought us the election of the first black senator and the first Jewish senator in Georgia that same day. So let us be grateful for these dark, unsettled times. Not just that we live in these times, but that we get to face these times together. I mean, when I think of each of you and the ways that you offer yourselves so generously in so many ways, the ways your acts of kindness have already had so many ripple effects, your courage and your resilience through it all, we may not be able to see the root system that we are building, but it is large and it is strong. And so let us keep fertilizing and watering and shifting things in all the smallest ways each day. Let us not give up or walk away, but trust that beyond this darkness, we are setting the stage for the most beautiful dawn.
may it be so. And amen.